Hey there, Cape Cod. It's high noon on Wednesday, and time for another episode of Life with Gwen. We're the talk show for the Cape Cod Times, and you'll find us here and also at capecodtimes.com slash lifewithgwen. We get together and talk to the neighbors. And what we're talking about today is apple picking. We'd like to welcome farmer Paul Kroll. Hi, Paul. Thanks Hi, for Gwen. coming, yeah, thanks for bringing me. all these great apples so that we can talk about varieties and, and uh, your plans for Crow Farm, um, which is in the family for 103 years. Yeah, yeah. My, my grandfather and his brother started it in 1916. It was a, it was a farm for 100 years before that, but um, that's when my family first, first picked it up. And has it, have you all always grown vegetables and, and fruit there? Yeah, it, it's been a bunch of different things over the over the years. Uh, it's always had vegetables. Um, they used to have a small dairy. They had a bunch of chickens, a couple thousand chickens at one time. And the apples kind of, a lot of the property is hilly. It's difficult to, you know, till hilly soil. Mm. So they put apple trees in there instead. And um, there were some of those trees that, that are still there are almost original trees. Sometimes they'd, they'd rework the variety. Mm -hmm. they'd, they'd graft a new variety onto an old stump and turn it into something different. But a lot of those trees, they were really big trees when I was a little kid, and they're still big trees. So, you know, they're... Um, it's a good 75 or 80 years old, a lot of them. Not a lot of them, just a couple Some of Some of them, yeah. yeah Let me um, stop us for a second and help people get oriented. Um, this is a farm that's along Route 6A, and uh, people might know you from the farm stand because you've long sold produce and, and uh, baked goods and that sort of thing at the farm stand. Yes, yeah. And, um, but I, you know, I had visited the farm stand. I had never been up into the... the uh, farm itself into the into the orchard and um i was amazed at what a view you have from there yeah it's, it's nice up there it's uh because it looks right out over yeah, sandwich bay yeah and, yeah and you used to be able to see more all the trees have grown up in town now and kind of obscured some of the view but you mm -hmm. can still see quite a bit you can see the p-town on a clear day and the, the white cliffs of um uh over plymouth over plymouth uh-huh yeah so um, I was uh, talking to people and uh, catching the occasional glimpse of, of sailboats going by. It was a beautiful day when I visited on Sunday. Yeah. And um, it, was, it was idyllic, it's the nice, whole thing. It's a nice place to work. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's great to go up there and just, you know, you never know what you're going to see. There's and always something. So I think for, and, and this is the uh, farm that, that you may have read about in today's um, food section. Can we see this, Jason? Not sure if we can yet. Let me get it up. Uh, Paul is the owner of this farm, and I think one of the big pieces of news is that you've been, you said, uh, sort of slowly, year by year, getting ready to um, con convert a big part of your business into pick your own apples, so people don't have to go over the bridge to cushion it, as many people have been doing. Yeah, it was about I don't know, eight or ten years ago, um, my son and I planted that, the first block of trees that we went to the other day, and um, it's about an acre, there's about a thousand trees on it, 
And we did that with the idea of making it a pick your own orchard. We, over the years, I mean, pick your own apples is nothing new. We were probably the last ones to get into it. Um, but we maybe. We never really felt like where we already had the retail part of the business. We didn't think that my father and I weren't really all that. He said, well, why bother? We don't need it. Uh -huh. But as, as years went on, people wanted it. And, and the Apple business was slowly kind of disappearing because, you know. Yeah, I had seen years ago, maybe a decade now, Hawk's Wing made uh, an initial foray into Pick Your Own. Yeah. Um, but uh, tell me a little bit about putting together an, an orchard. Um, and uh, in terms of like how, first of all, you made it, an important decision about what kind of trees you were going to have. Yeah, well, that's uh, the, the. I think the the most important thing is to do it on a, a fully dwarfing rootstock, where the trees don't get so tall that the customers can't can't reach all the fruit on them. Um, and that's like a kind of tree. That's the name of a kind of tree, right? Fully, it's fully. A uh, it's a it's a style of growing them. Really, it's a, there's. What they do is they'll they'll graft the variety onto a, a piece of root, and the, the root stalks is a bunch of different kinds, and they all have different growth habits. And a lot of what they're looking for is the size of the tree. Um, so you want a tree that's going to stay at three to five feet? Um, no, eight to ten. Oh, eight to ten. Yeah. Really, I didn't realize those were that tall. No, they're not they're still all. growing. I mean, the first, the first acre that we put in there's a learning curve mm -hmm. um we know how to grow fruit but we had never grown fully dwarfing trees before and this they're on a trellis um i didn't get the trellis up the first year and therefore the second year they're also very prolific they you get fruit on them right away and what happened was a lot of them turned into shrubs because it was Apple so shrubs. much fruit on them <laughs> that they kind of bent and they didn't go up the trellis like we wanted. So some of them are, you know, some of them are five feet tall. So, um, and as the uh, years went on, and as we put in new blocks, we did a little better every year, mm -hmm. hopefully. And tell me a little bit about, uh, well, the first question that I was asked when I started talking about this story was, does that mean that the apples are small? And judging by the table in front of us, I would say no. Yeah, no, quite the opposite. The, the, the younger trees are very vigorous, even though they don't get big, they're very prolific. And as long as you can thin most of the fruit off the trees every year, you, they're going to size up nice. So as long as you um, pick them. Yeah. Like this this is an empire off of a semi-dwarf tree, which is about 12 feet tall. It's pretty small mm -hmm. compared to this ginger gold to three-year-old tree. Um, that's not even a big ginger gold. That's one of the small ones. That's a, that's so, amazing, and I don't we can we can get into what these all are, yeah, but this looks huge. A northern spy off of a two-year-old tree. Mm -hmm. So, and this is a a John gold off of a two-year-old tree. They they get huge, and a lot of that has to do with thinning too. The the this year in particular, the bloom was spectacular, um, but you only want about maybe five percent of the blossoms to set fruit. So that it doesn't get too crowded. Yeah, there'll be otherwise there'll just be a million tiny little apples. So it's a you know interesting. It's a, it's, um, 
kind of a stressful time of year because you want good weather and you want a good bloom, but you don't want too many of them to set. So it's. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think I approached the tree from the other side, Paul. You're approaching it from from making uh, making it grow and and produce the the best apples. And I'm thinking about picking those apples. Yeah, well, so. yeah. I, it's it's um yeah. You want it to be easy there too, and the little trees. Yeah, they're definitely the way to go. But you need a trellis system. Is getting them established is a little bit harder than the old big trees. Um, yeah, you know, with the wires, there's at least five wires on them. There's there's four by four posts and anchors, mm -hmm. and um, they have the trees have to be attached to the wire, which I didn't do a good job of in the first planting. Live and learn. Still trying to catch up with that. I tried to go, you know, cheap Yankee and use, um, cut all the locust posts on the farm. Um, seemed like a good idea at the time. It was a mistake. So, well, it was it was a big change from because I mean you know uh, a fully grown traditional apple tree would go how, how tall? Forty feet, maybe thirty, uh, maybe not forty feet. Pretty tall. So as a kid, you were you were climbing those trees. Oh yeah, trees. with big ladders. We need like mm -hmm. you know fifteen, twenty foot ladders. It was a much different game. Yeah, and there'd be maybe thirty of those trees on an acre instead of a thousand. Mm-hmm. So, so that's big they need a lot a lot more room for the root system and, and yeah, that kind of thing and, and just the space and it was just you know to pick them was not a lot of fun it was, right it was hard and you I, couldn't have the public in to uh to to uh go 40 feet up i wouldn't i wouldn't want that responsibility i mean back in the day they that's how it was done you know pick your own or they have those yep. apple pickers you know the pole and the, mm -hmm. the little basket on the end of a pole but that's we, we just put the kids on top of our shoulders yeah, you put your kids on your shoulders get an extra yeah. you know three or four feet when you stick a kid up on yeah. top of your shoulders but people would you know they'd climb the big trees and you know, it's all good fun until somebody falls right and, right uh, and as the farm owner yeah. that's something you have to yeah. think about so these are a lot more accessible and it's interesting when I was there Sunday I saw a lot of families particularly with young kids you know that mm -hmm. it uh, I know in our family it became a tradition uh, an annual tradition to uh, to go to Keith's because yeah. um, that was the closest place yeah. and um, and they that was sort of a medium-sized tree yeah, but it, probably it, in the middle, some middle of the ground best somewhere. apples yeah. are yeah. up there a ways yeah. you know yeah they're probably a 12-foot tree it's just so. out of reach of most people and right. that's where like I said we were late into the game and I'm kind of glad after all is said and done that we were because if I had done this 15 or 20 years ago, I would have planted semi-dwarf trees and I would be stuck with a bunch of semi-dwarf trees mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. So Whereas now, you know, I kind of let other people sort that out for me right. and, and, and realize that the fully dwarf trees are very growable. And um, so they grow fast. They grow fast. They have you get good a yield. You get a, you pick a commercial crop in three years. Mm -hmm. um, one of the, there's kind of like two blocks that you visited yesterday, and one of them is the ten-year-old, and the other one's a three-year-old. And the three-year-old trees had, I don't know, I picked some the other day after the pick-your-own, and we picked, I picked like a bushel of apples off of some of these trees that look like a stick. 
Hmm. It was amazing. And it, uh, I think I saw Ruby Max on one of those. In, Correct. Up yeah. in that section. Yeah. Where is the Ruby, Ruby Mac, Mac you brought was along? Right here. Okay. And uh, it, it um, there's a couple of things at work here that I wanted to mention for everyone. One is that uh, the Crow Farm has pick your own uh, apples, but it's a little bit dependent on how many apples are up there, right? Yeah. I mean, year to year. Um, shouldn't vary too much, um, but some of the varieties are what they call biennial. You're, they're apt to have a tremendous crop one year, and the tree spends so much energy growing a crop of fruit that year that it doesn't have doesn't have anything left to produce buds Just for the next get, year. And take a break. And so um, it takes a break, which isn't. I mean, there's ways around it, but. Um, and some varieties don't. Mm -hmm. um, like the everybody loves Honeycrisp, um, the nightmare to grow. Are they? That's why they're so expensive because they're oh. a pain in the neck. They're now, severely biennial. Um, it's very difficult to get a crop the second year. I, well, that one's I looking good. Yeah, oh yeah, this year was the year. Last mm -hmm. year there was no fruit on them. This year, it's a good crop, almost a little bit too heavy. Um, next year, I don't know, I am seeing signs of some fruit buds for next year. Mm -hmm. There's a good chance there won't be any on those. I wonder, does it year. even, I guess you'll find out because this is kind of new, these trees, but I wonder if it evens out, you know, with time, if it's not as dramatic, the the back and the forth. Biennial is enough. It doesn't go away. No, won't it's go away. Um, they won't outgrow it. They will not. It's it's in their nature. But then on so. the other hand, like the, um, the, the Ruby Max, set a crop every year, the ginger gold appear to, uh, the northern spy, it's an old variety, mm -hmm. a really good old cooking apple. They're kind of a pain in the neck too, but not to the extent of the honey crisp. So you had uh, your opening opening weekend um, yeah. this past weekend, mm -hmm. and you open eleven to four on Saturday and Sunday. Correct. But then next weekend you're just gonna be open on Sunday? Yeah. And and that's because it gives a chance for some other things to other varieties to come into. Yeah, then just uh, I almost wasn't going to be open at all, but then um, I kind of noticed that the Honeycrisp. There's a couple of rows of Honeycrisp that are ready to go. Up, they're getting ready. They're and by next week they will be, or by the weekend they will be. Um, I didn't think they were going to be last week. Okay, so you can you can give people an idea of what's uh, particularly ready to pick if yeah, they're looking for a particular kind of apple. Yeah. Although most people that I talked to um, over the weekend had tried a little bit of everything that was ready. It seemed like they, yeah, because I had four or five varieties already last mm -hmm. weekend. And even though everybody makes a beeline for the Honeycrisp first, they'll also go get some Macs or if they want to make a pie, they'd got some Cortland's. Um, the ginger gold, a beautiful yellow apple. Um, they're my favorite, really, at this time of year. I really like them. Um, so everybody tried a little bit of everything that was ripe. And everything in that block. And I must tell you that that at least one family, I'm protecting your identity, um, tried some that they thought were just green apples, but they were just not quite well, ripe what they yet. were was the, the, the golden russets. Um, no. No? <laughs> 
<laughs> just I think something that wasn't quite well, maybe they quite the ready. The, they didn't the mean to. They were trying to. They were trying to sample everything. And uh, your sister Jean, who works with you on the farm, said it'll be okay because if you sweeten it up in applesauce, it'll. Yeah. Uh, They'll and be fine. Yeah, I mean, we you know we we try to tell everybody as they come up. Yeah, you know, we had certain areas roped off the, over the weekend, and yeah, I don't think they went into those. For your own yeah. good, um, <laughs> you know, you, you can cross the line and pick unripe apples. I I don't think they crossed the line. I yeah. think that it was a total accident. But uh, or it could have just been sometimes the fruit inside the tree doesn't color up. Oh, I see. So there could have been that. Yep, it, could have been. It's, it's, so. it just, they don't always color up um, right away, in which case it was probably fine. Mm -hmm. The color on the apple doesn't really indicate ripeness. No, you know, in fact, that brings us into this area of, I had read that nationwide there, there are literally thousands of varieties of apples. Um, and it looks like you have a, a pretty good representation here. Ten, ten varieties here. And I also have a list of trees that we planted this year or are going to plant next year. I've got another eight, eight or nine varieties that um, we'll start picking in a couple of years. Uh, we planted another 900 trees this year. Uh, some of them are varieties, oddly enough, that I'd, I'd never heard of a year ago. Like? Uh, ambrosia is supposed to be the next best thing. It's like going to be the new Honeycrisp, a little bit easier to grow. Interesting. It's supposed to be really good. I had never heard of it until I went to a meeting. And what, what are some of the um, flavor qualities of it? Uh, it, it? Apparently, it's I've never had one. I don't know. Oh, okay. uh, they tell me they're good. Um, they're supposed to be like a honey crisp, really crispy, sweet, juicy, the whole thing, everything. That, so a good eating apple. It's an eating apple. It's not mm -hmm. a cooking apple. Um, another one, well, we're going to put in some Granny Smiths. Uh, everybody's heard of them. Yeah. Green apple. Um Lady in <laughs> Red, which is a, um, it's kind of a different version of a pink lady apple, which is also something I've never eaten. Everybody's looking for them. Yeah, I think um, I've had one of those. It's but... supposed to be really good. They're a really late variety. So, and so are the Granny Smith and the Aztec Fuji are another mm -hmm. really late variety. And we try to group different varieties that ripen about the same time together. So that'll be like one weekend wave yeah. and then, yeah. so you know, like, if there's not enough apples, you might be close uh, to for picking for a week. Correct. I mean a weekend. Yeah. And uh, then you'll come back the next weekend when, because you're working with nature here. Yeah. It's, it's not like you get a signed simple. contract that things are going to yeah. be ready yeah. at a particular time. Right. But you get a pretty good idea, rough ideas of when mm -hmm. the varieties are supposed to ripen. So if we cluster those three together, probably put them next to the Northern Spies, which mm -hmm. is another late. Um, a late variety. So would, would you say the Northern Spies are kind of like a Cortland? No, a Cortland is kind of a dual purpose apple. It's sweet enough to eat mm -hmm. out of hand. Yeah, I like a dessert apple, Or it holds up well in a pie. Uh, a lot of people like Northern Spies. They're more probably, probably more like a Granny Smith. Mm -hmm. The tart is a little sweetness, a nice apple yeah. flavor. Um, like a firm texture? Firm, more crispy. Uh, Granny Smith is hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a nibbling. The <laughs> is crispy, but it's, it's tart. It's not yeah. sour, but it's 
tart, but it's an outstanding pineapple. Well, it occurred to me when I was looking at all of these varieties and uh, and others over the years that it's it's like wine, you know, no one is the good one. Right. It depends yeah. on what you like, mm -hmm. you know, um, and what your mood is that day. Yeah. So your mood and also the time of year. Um, we That's start true. picking apples. We used to start picking apples in the middle of early July, second week of July. A lot of those older trees kind of got in the way of progress, so they're gone. But we still have a row of a, it's an old variety called Milton, which we start picking about the third week of August. Interesting. And it, tastes, it seems outstanding in August, mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't keep. Oh, so I it's see. Great for a couple of weeks, and then you might get into um, a Sansa or a Zestar, which is new, um, kind of two new varieties that are, but also late August, and they seem outstanding at the time. You know, I never thought of um, of apples being so very seasonal by variety, because mm -hmm. you know it's sort of like oh. Um, we're almost at the end of, of summer and, um, you know, fall's coming up on the cal calendar and, and like now it's apple time. But as you point out, they actually start a little bit earlier and, and they have, some of them have a limited season. Yeah, they, they all kind of do, but the thing is that usually, you know, an orchard would go pick their apples, put it in cold storage. And I mean, you can buy a Macintosh when it was picked today, you can buy a Macintosh for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. It's going to be better today. It uh, um, right, but and, but that does happen. You know, you get those bagged apples. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with it. If, if you want a Macintosh and for Thanksgiving, that's fine. But if you if you can get a apple fresh, there's a pretty wide range of if you if if I start picking in the middle of August, then some of these varieties won't be ready until almost November or into November. Oh, really? No so if you're you looking at apples for thanks for Thanksgiving, um, can you think of one of uh, one or two varieties that that might be to look out for? Nothing that would be picked that late, but the um, the red cameo is very late, the, the golden russet very late, mm -hmm. the northern spy is late, um, the Aztec Fuji, Lady in Red and Granny Smith all be picked in very late October. After the max, long after, after the max. max. So or early November. So there's almost there's really no reason why you shouldn't be able to get an apple that was picked within a week or two from the middle of August. So you don't want to buy the bagged ones for those, really. You can. It's okay. So um, um, it's 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 like anything else. Is there is all varieties have their own seasons and. I, I kind of hope to get away from storing apples now because there's always going to be good apples. Mm -hmm. So rather than growing a ton of Macintosh, which I'm not beating up on a Macintosh, yeah. they're delicious. No, we love Macintosh. But once they've passed their prime, they're always great right off the tree. Mm -hmm. And then maybe then slide into the McCowans or, you know, the Empires. Or the, so it's different. It's like, it's like wine. There's nothing... There's no bad. Mm -hmm. um, just, just just different in different. different seasons. Yeah, and some people like we have a, a better than other. question coming up. I forgot. I think I forgot to tell you that we get questions oh, sometimes, and uh, I want to remind the rest of you too. If you have a question for Paul Kroll, go ahead and uh, write it in um, about uh, apples. But but he grows other things too, and and has grown and picked probably just about everything over the years. So um, if you have a farming question. Feel free to to write it into us. In the meantime, um, 
Karen is asking, um, maybe, uh, what do you think are the best cooking apples uh, in Cortland versus Braeburn? Because um, as she points out, never too soon for apple pie. It's true. Um, honestly, if I was making an apple pie or an apple crisp, I wouldn't limit, limit myself to one variety. Mix it up? Mix it up. You get different textures, different flavors, mm -hmm. um, something like a Cortland. Um, you know, it holds up a little bit better than a Mac would. Um, so you'd get some, you know, a little bit harder chunks in it, yep. which is great. Put some Macs in because Macs have a beautiful flavor and aroma. Um, but they cook down a little bit, so then you get a little, you know, a little crunchy, a little, little soft. Yeah, I love um, the differing textures. That's yeah. great. Um, the Northern Spy, uh, yeah, the more things you can put into it. I, I mean, I wouldn't put a Honeycrisp in, but probably wouldn't put a Macauan in because... More eating apples. I think you'd really get the appreciation of they the wouldn't hold their of the taste. apple once you mix yeah. it in with cinnamon and sugar and everything mm -hmm. else. Some things are better off left on their own. It'd be like putting a you know a, a fine wine into a you know a, a sangria or something that you're not going to notice. Oh, so it's so. It's, it's kind of a waste of certain apples. Well, not it's, to say it's interesting because. Um, we we got a couple of recipes uh, from from you guys at the at the uh, farm stand, and uh, Donna Foley in her in her apple cake recipe, which is online slash food If anybody wants to make apple cake, it's pretty simple. Um, but she doesn't specify what kind of apples, so pretty much whatever you like is is going to work in that. Whatever you like, whatever's in season. Donna really likes Northern Spies. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the inside word. Yeah. Donna really likes Northern Spies. But, uh, and we also have, which I thought was interesting, um, we have a recipe from Jean um, that uh, is for applesauce dog biscuits. Yeah, applesauce and lover. peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> yep, her two little dogs. and uh, Well, not so little. And uh, so you can make something for yourself, for your family, and, and also for your, your four-legged friends. But what you can't do, if I have this right, is bring them apple picking. We prefer, yeah. I, it's not, not a good not thing. Not really... You Something can bring the two-legged kids, but yeah, the four-legged kids it's just, should stay at home. From a food safety point of view, it's just yeah, it's frowned upon. Right. I won't say that I haven't allowed it, but I'd prefer you didn't. Okay. Two-legged kids, <laughs> yeah. but the four-legged ones you have to take to the dock park. Yeah. And, uh, and boy, were there a lot of kids there Sunday. Yeah, I think, and it certainly seems to be my demographic, is young families with little kids. And I think that pick your own in general. I think it's pretty much true of, of all of them. But then there's also like groups of, you know, older kids with their it's parents. It's a good first too. date. It's a good first date. There was a bunch of groups of like, you know, 20-something kids having a great time. It was really nice to see. Oh, that's nice. A wide range of, of ages. And um, we're doing a, um, a private event today for um, residents of Mayflower down in Dennis. It's a, 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 a senior home. Mm -hmm. and they're all down there picking apples today. I hope it's not raining out anymore. They were <laughs> sitting in the well, house waiting for look, it to Look, it'll by, be but, nice and cool. Yeah. So, now, so it's like something that's very accessible for everybody. And soon you're going to be picking something else, right? We'll be doing pumpkins. Pick uh, your own pumpkins? Pick your own pumpkins. In, it will start in October. Mm -hmm. It has to be a little bit cooler. Yeah. People aren't really thinking pumpkins. Paul brought a few so, to show us a little sample here but they look really good the deer yeah I, I was worried the deer were going to eat them but 
they nibbled around the edges. Are these? Butternuts, but. I can never remember if it's all the same. Are these sugar pumpkins? Sugar pumpkins, it's actually technically it's a variety. Of, but of you pumpkins. Can cook with, you can, you cook. can cook with any pumpkin. Right. Um, people that usually when they talk about a sugar pumpkin, they're talking about a smaller pumpkin. Right. But you want to cook with them when you buy them like this. Don't like carve them and let them sit out for three weeks and then try Correct. to cook with yeah, them. Yeah, it's one of the Because that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the... Um, the other thing that uh, your wife told me that she's no longer doing those thirty apple pies a day that she used to do to it sell just at the got to be too much right just, so just um, doing it out of the house it just got so it it just overwhelmed the house it yeah just, it was unfortunate but it just it couldn't. So, but it's a lot of fun once you pick apples with the kids to make crisp or applesauce or apple pie yeah. and. Um, Let's just talk for a second about um, the sizes. Uh, you can you can uh, do uh, what are the how much are the different sizes? Oh, the size and, bags. The size bags. The, um, yeah, we have a one pack bag, which is eight to ten pounds, depending on like the variety. Like a quarter bushel, right? Yeah, about a pack. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess mm -hmm. that would be right. And they're twenty eight dollars, and we also have a half a bushel bag, which is thirty eight dollars, mm -hmm. and they're yeah, probably about twice, twice and, as big as a pack. Okay, it's, it's a volume measurement. It's, right, it's kind of yeah. I looked it up. It has something to do with ships too. This whole yeah, pack. Yeah, I'm and, sure it has something to do. And with at the top of the packs, there's a grommet, but that's no longer. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that's, we're just talking just, apples. Yeah, right. So I and and let's close with I, I think the Ruby Mac is a fairly new variety for you guys, right? It's a different strain. Of a Macintosh apple, it's got better color. Um, like it's a Dorothy's ruby red slippers. Yeah, it's a little bit harder than a than a standard Mac. I noticed that because Jean had me try one. Yeah, and it's a little bit later too, which uh -huh. it, that's something that like Macintosh in particular, they tend to fall off the tree when they ripen, and oh. so therefore, you know, the old regular Macintosh, they'd all be on the ground by now. Mm -hmm. Because they just they ripen up sometimes before they color it up. So if that happens and nobody's picked a, a tree yet, you have to go grab them before they. Well, then I would have to run out and pick yeah. them. But mm -hmm. but the ruby knacks ripen a little bit later, so um, there's very much less draw. And I don't know if it was me, but they seemed a little bit um, harder and a little bit tarter than uh, than the regular max. They ripen a little bit later. They might not so, have been totally right. Um, anyway, even though they're red like that from the minute they turn into an apple. And they're, they're always it's a beautiful color. color. Yeah, it's a beautiful So color. we are uh, running out of time. I wanted to uh, tell people that um, the the orchid the I, I don't know what's wrong with me with the word orchard today. I keep wanting to turn it into a flower. But anyway, that is it about a quarter mile from where you check in? But there's a tractor ride. There's a so. tractor ride involved, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's probably a quarter of a mile. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend taking the tractor up and walking down downhill. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, and um, the tractor ride comes with the bag, yep. and and, yep. uh, and a lot of people go up. Hey, and ride. kids, yeah, it's, a nice it's fun. Bradley bought some apples too, but it's, I mean, it's a nice, it's beautiful. <laughs> and you can, if you don't want to pick, you can. I notice that you can because Jean still picks. That uh, even if you don't want to pick your own, you can buy a smaller bag of apples. We have everything available at the, at the stand too. At the yeah. stand. So if you just want to get an apple or yep. a small bag or just a couple, there's um yeah they're available.
So I want to thank you all for joining us today. Um, you probably have all left now to go apple picking, but don't <laughs> forget, if you're going to do it here at Crow Farm, you're going to have to wait till Sunday. And um, enjoy the fruits of autumn. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for coming, Paul. Yeah, thanks for having me.